We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Boston Celtics did it again last night. What else is new? They beat the New Orleans Pelicans foyer 125-114. The Boston Celtics are now 30-12 and 12 on the year. And in fact... In our fair city, ladies and gentlemen, the only NBA and NHL teams that have 30 wins are the Boston Celtics and the (laughs) Boston Bruins. And what a night it was for not only Jalen Brown, but also Jason Tatum last night. A combined 72 points between those two in a game that really didn't feature a lot of defense, quite honestly. Very much up and down, back and forth between these two teams. Yeah, the the Celtics had like 106 points with like, you know, eight minutes to go or something like that. It was crazy how quickly... Well, I mean, and and the the Pelicans weren't far behind with a uh, hundred, so it was like a hundred and sixteen or something like that to a hundred. It, it was technically a blowout, I would say. There was wasn't really any fear. They had one guy for the Pelicans, uh, McCollum, that gosh, that went off with thirty eight points. But other than that, it was the both. It was the Jays. It was a little bit of Horford. Uh, well, actually, a lot of Horford. And then it was uh, a little bit of Brogdon, which is uh, starting to be my six man award guy. He got twenty points. He keeps. I mean, he scores like a starter. Off the bench, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is fantastic. That's the whole point of getting the guy, and uh, he's going to be a massive part of the playoff run once we get there. But I thought there were two things that jumped out at me last night. Uh, The fact that Jalen Brown was much more aggressive, and Mm -hmm. in the first half, I think the rebounding edge got won by the Celtics 27-15. to And yeah, the Jays are a part of it, but I think you can win those kind of battles. And you can win the battle on the glass when both Tatum and especially Brown in that first half are doing what they're doing. And after the game, you mentioned Al Horford-Foyer. He talked about how the Jays drive this team. Well, they just continue to, you know, to get better. You know, I feel like, you know, we're, we're just past... You know all of that, and it's just nice to see them. You know, look for one another, feed off each other on on the floor, and that that gets to be contagious uh, with our group. They play that way, and you know they're out there trying to make the right play, and uh, it's it's good to see. Well, and you also got Jalen Brown being aggressive early last night, and very much kind of setting the tone. And Foye, I think that does talk to the growth of both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in that. If one of them's hot early, it felt like at times in years past that the other one might get in the way. And no, they seem to be comfortable in their own skin. And if one of the Jays is going off, usually the other one has a chance to kind of fill in right behind them. Yeah, they, the other one isn't far behind. So Jalen Brown gets 41 points. He gets 36. He has 36, uh, you know, before the fourth quarter even starts, right? In three quarters. Then he just grabs a little bit. And then sure enough, it was like Jalen Brown took over the second and the third, and then uh, and then Tatum took over in the fourth. Like mm-hmm. he gets the majority of his points. So he ends up being like, you know, like tied with Larry Bird with consecutive games of twenty five points or more, which I'm sure a lot of people aren't happy about, or maybe they are happy about. But here's what stood out to me. Because and this has been a running theme for me, Gresh, is the um 
is like who's worth more, who's better, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? And Tatum just naturally gets more of the hey, I'm gonna. You get more of a head start. You get more of an advantage. You're the All NBA guy. You're the best player. You're the you're you're the future MVP. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I I've been pushing for this Jalen Brown. I guess to make it even, it's not one and two. It's one and one A. And I feel like they switch from game to game. So uh, I want to read this to you because uh, at the I don't know what point in time I think it was the fourth quarter. Um, Jason Tatum was at the free throw line, mm-hmm. and of course you get the MVP chance, which he gets. He gets here. He gets in other markets because the 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 the, the Boston Celtics travel so well. But this is from uh, the Boston Globe and Gary Washburn, and he talks about uh, how they're winning championships without Jalen Brown on his A game. So they won't win a championship without him on his A game. And they aren't winning a championship without premium Jason Tatum. Says Tatum has received most of the attention and accolades for the Celtics' lead best 30 and 12 start. Hearing MVP chants even on the road, even in places such as Denver and Dallas, because like I said, uh, you know, they travel well. Here's the part Brown doesn't hear those chants, but perhaps he should occasionally, such as Wednesday. When he scored 41 points to lead the Boston to lead Boston to a 125-114 win over the Pelicans, agree or disagree? No, Jalen Brown should be also no. hearing chants of MVP. Why no, not? Uh, Why? Because he's not consistent enough. That's all you got to do. Go to the game log. It's real simple. The one thing about the guys who usually win the MVP is that even if they have like a bad night, right? Let's say Jason Tatum only has 19 points. But he figures out other ways to be able to, to impact, impact the game, the game yeah. more consistently. And again, this is the, you know, for Luka Doncic, right? He'll have a 61-point game, and then the 20-point game doesn't look real good, but he kind of had the 60-pointer. I think personally, I'm way beyond the J versus J now. Oh, I think everybody I, is. I think a I lot think of everybody people are. Is. But They're think, friends, for real. But to think that Jalen Brown deserves the same treatment as Jason Tatum, I can't co-sign. There are times where Jalen Brown does play up. Here's, to me, the ceiling for Jalen Brown in terms of the pantheon of the NBA. He can be a multiple-time All-Star. Like, I do believe it was last year that he made the All-Star team for the first time. There's nothing wrong with playing on a team with a guy who is an MVP candidate and you being the five-time All-Star who played beside the guy. And this was the whole, are they comfortable in their own skin? Not only do I think those guys are getting comfortable in their own skin, I think Boston fans are now comfortable because of them sort of saying, we know that Tatum is the MVP guy, and we know that Jalen Brown is much more the all-star. Well, to me, well, I would say it's all-NBA. All-star may be uh, the floor for him. All-NBA should be what he's really shooting for. Well, if you, be the well here's the problem, is that when you look at the all-NBA... It is decided by position, and I know that for Tatum, he'll be a first time. He'll be a first. Uh, he'll be a first team All NBA player this year, no question. But you're talking about what? Look at Jalen Brown, a guard. So basically, for him to be All NBA, he's got to be a top six guard in the game. In the game. Well, here, here is it's, it's weird the way. They will categorize players differently now for all-star games and all-NBA in order to get the guys that they want. Like, Joel Embiid will be, is a center, but they will also uh, – and so like and Kevin Durant will be – so they'll switch 
they'll 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 determine who's who based on how to get the real top five players well, in. I think what you're trying to say is is that even though Embiid plays like power forward, he's one of those guys that is a center. And even though he was what runner up for MVP last year, I think he was second team All NBA. The the voting is kind of wacky. Like you're not just taking the the five best guys. It's got to be by position and all that stuff. So for me. Jalen Brown has to work real hard to kind of crack that sort of, you know, top 15 is really what it is, all NBA lineup. But I don't think it matters. I really don't. And again, when you have a guy on your team that has the ability to kind of block you or steal votes or whatever it is, even though one's a guard and one's a forward, I just I just don't know if that is the case for Jalen Brown and the whole MVP thing. That feels like Washburn square peg around. No, I will say listen, I've been it's interesting that there's not any there doesn't seem to be any animosity or any like rivalry going on between the two, right? Because uh, all ships are rising because of the success of the entire team. High tide rises all boats. Yeah, but they're both top five in scoring. Both of them, Jalen Brown. So you got mm-hmm. the t- two of the top five scores on the same team. And I mentioned the Washburn piece because I've been thinking about it, and then sure enough, he said it. And then I just saw this from uh, Mark D'Amico. Mark D'Amico is um, team reporter for yeah, the Celtics in house analyst reporter, um, and he said basically the same thing. He said, "Y'all start giving this dude some MVP chance when he's at the line, also." And he has a picture of Jalen Brown. I'm not saying like I think you're right. There is a difference between the two, and and, and even even like the TNT crew and everybody notices it. That Jason Tatum does have the ability to impact the game in in more ways than Jalen Brown. So if you're gonna give an all, if you're gonna give MVP chance, you can't just think about it as like, well, because to me the MVP usually goes to the guy who scores the most in a season. It usually be whoever is the scoring leader who wins the scoring lead. Like that guy usually gets the MVP, or it's the top three guys. Your top three in scoring. One of those three guys is going to get going to get the MVP. Well, when you look and at, you got to be on a good team. But that, that well, that's the other thing too. So they like, both got it. When you look at John Morant, he hears a lot of those as well. I just don't think fans are are willing to kind of split the chance per se. But look, well now great, we're, I'm telling you now we're talking a, about it. They will. I guarantee you, the next time he blows up in a game in a good way, you will hear chance for him because mm. what you're seeing is the you know writers, people who cover the team. Bring it to the public's attention. So now they're like, huh, why didn't I think about this? Let's give him his due also. Let's be the city that has two MVP it'll be, candidates. It'll be worth listening uh, for. I just don't think it's going to happen very much. But irrelevant because the Celtics are on the road tonight. So they're going to get booed in Brooklyn. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.